Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Hey, Q! Welcome, I'm so glad you could come. Jay, I am so excited. I got your invitation in the mail, which was weird. First off, I don't know why you didn't just like text me or call me, but I got your invitation in the mail. It's very elegant, and it says Jay's movie experience. Yes, and okay. it's just at your address. So here I am. Yes, I'm so glad you could come. Thank you. Also, the reason I couldn't send a text is you can't send a cardboard text, and it's it's a lovely cardboard paper picture that i sent you point, point made so point you made. can't you can't say that so come on in i'm so excited okay so all right, let's so let's all right i'm gonna what, what 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 are we doing i don't under I, I mean i i thought this was beautiful i liked like i said the design of your card but it just says jay's movie experience right okay so at what your address so what we're doing is you remember earlier this week you sent me that article about disney working with that company to do their like immersive movie experiences with some Disney movies. Yeah, Secret Hollywood, I think is what it's called. Yeah, that's what you that's what we were talking about. So I thought of it. It's like Disney's is a visionary. They're going places. We need to beat them there. So I've decided we're gonna beat them to market with full movie immersion experiences. And Uh so I've built a prototype of that in my house, and I want to show you what I've built so we can get this to market fast before Disney and and get get that money, Q. All right. I like money. I like Disney. All right. Show me what you got. All right. All right. This first one is right over here. All right. This one, this one is my E.T. experience. Um... Okay, Jay, you you've literally just scattered Reese's pieces all over the room, and you have what I believe is your daughter wrapped in a blanket on top of a bicycle. Is that yes. correct? Yes. E, are you okay? Is Daddy scaring you? Don't. don't Why are you don't in answer. that blanket? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. You don't, Did you tape a? Fl- it, did you tape a flashlight to her she, finger? She can't speak. She's in character. Oh, my. Oh, Jay. She spelled out help in Reese's Pieces. No, no, no. That's phone home. She can't spell. She okay. can't spell. It's okay. phone home. It's phone this, home. You know what? You know what? Let's go to this next one. This okay. next one we're going to go to. This one is what I like to call the Jaws experience. This is the bathroom. Yes. This is... This is a bathroom with a tub full of water and a paper shark floating in it that just says shark on it. I'm splashing you. I see. Why are you that? It's in my mouth. It's in my (laughs) mouth. That's what what Jaws will do to you. Why were you splashing me with toilet water, though? You have an entire bathtub full of water you could have splashed me with. It's like a doll's eyes. This is not. This is a terrible experience so far. You got me in your bathroom. By the way, just so you know, paper doesn't hold water very well. Actually, it does hold water too well. It's just <laughs> now you've just got like a weird ink run piece of paper floating in your bathtub. Well, it says shark on it. I don't want you to get too excited. My bathtub also made out of paper. We should probably leave. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. So, all right, over in this other room, this is the. Oh my the, god, there's more. This is the piece de resistance. If you will. All right. I guess I will. Right. I have to. I'm here. This one is the Home Alone immersion experience. No! God damn it! <laughs> yes! Jay, yes! You, you just hit me in the face with a paint can. <laughs> Come what the on. Fuck? Come Ow. on, suckers. I'm calling the police. I'm leaving. 
God! Why did you heat up this doorknob? What the fuck is happening? Immersion experience. This is awful. I hate this. This is like right. a booby trap nightmare. All right, come into this. Come into this, this room over here. Come in this. Uh, this room over here. Jay, come yeah, on. I've been come here on. before. Uh, this is this is the writer's room. This is high five. The experience. This, you just have everything set up to record our episode. Ah, it? surprise! We're just gonna record. High five. Ow, my hand. Should we high five? High five. High five. High five. High five. High five, son. Woo! High five. Oh, God. Why did you blowtorch all of the doorknobs in your house? I understand doing it in the one room, but to do all of them seems a little overkill. Well, I'll tell you, the first one was just so much darn fun. <laughs> they just, you couldn't stop there? You know, they, they say once you heat a knob, you got to finish the job. That's that what is say. what they say. Can I ask you one question, though? Now that I'm looking at the burn in my hand. Yep. It's a penis. Did you, why did you carve a fuck penis. you, Q, <laughs> into the doorknob? It's just, again, all the doorknobs. I know, but what is this? I thought this was an experience for lots of people. But this seems directly pointed at me. I mean, everyone has different experiences. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> they all have. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Everybody Are you trying to tell me that when everybody burns their hand, it burns a different pattern into I'm, their hand. I'm just telling. Or everybody's now walking around with a fuck you cue burned into their palm. I'm just telling you, experiences, experiences, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it doesn't appear that we're going to be putting Disney out of business anytime soon. <laughs> this, is be, a, this is a terrible our, display. Might be putting ourselves out of business. I think you're actually putting yourself into like some sort of mental, <laughs> mental breakdown. Maybe the problem People, is I took out a second mortgage to do all of this to the house. It's crazy. And also, now the house is unlivable. I'm going to be honest. It's a good thing your daughter was wrapped up in the blanket because all these doorknobs just being like super hot to the touch. Very. It has made your house a death trap, Jay. Let's be yeah. honest. Paper bathtub, uh, swinging paint cans. Uh, and nowhere to Reese's run. Candy everywhere. Stale candy. Had you eaten it? It's just um, it's a real it's a real mess. Jay, it's I'm just a mess in here. <laughs> I'm worried about you. Yeah, that's what uh, you know. That's what a, a, a few people said. But then they <laughs> I'm got here to say that's what Amanda said right before she left. <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say that's what a few people said right before they had the hostile immersion experience in my oh, basement. Jesus. Yikes. Do you want to play a game? This is uh, the saw experience. <laughs> <laughs> Um, excuse me. They're free uh, to leave anytime they want, as long as they dig the keys that are hidden out of each other's chest cavities <laughs> out. Yeah, listen, I didn't kill them. Right, listen, they killed themselves, right? Isn't Their that what actions. they say? Habeas corpus? I'm pretty sure that's not how that phrase Their, works. Their actions killed them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, okay, so hold on. So first off, hey, Jay. Thank you. Welcome to this totally unexpected episode of High Five the Podcast, which I was tricked into recording via your High Five colon the experience. I'm doing air quotes for well, everybody who can see it. Again, that's that's the that's the glory of building something out of cardboard and construction paper. It's just you can tell the love, you can tell the care, and it gets people to your house unexpectedly, and it doesn't leave a digital footprint. No, it that's doesn't. true. No, you it know, doesn't. I'm in the clear. Do you know Except what I'm admitting it on a podcast and <laughs> exactly. recording it, which is a digital footprint. <laughs> digital footprint. Did 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 oh get down. <laughs> When you said things that were lovingly made out of cardboard, do you know what I think of? Do you remember that movie, uh, Be Kind, Rewind, with I Jack Black and Most Def? I do. Was that a uh, that was Michelle Gondry, right? The director. I I man, I want to say yes, and if it's not, it should be. But I think you're right. And they had that whole concept of everything being sweeted, is what they called it. Yep. And, like, everything. So, 
for those who haven't seen this movie, go check it out. It, for me, it was it, one of those like real underrated kind of gems. It is a, it definitely an underrated gem, and really one of those where you're like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, most def, you got this. You can do this. Between that and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I don't oh. know about most def. He was actually weird. This is going to be a weird thing to say. He was good in Dexter. Oh, I forgot that he was in Dexter. Exactly. He 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 blended in. <laughs> he just immersed himself in the role. That's fair. That is fair. But so for those who haven't seen Be Kind Rewind, literally the movie is Jack Black and Most Def working like a video store, and I don't remember the gimmick, but somehow they end up accidentally erasing all of the tapes in the video store. And so the whole movie is basically them recreating versions of popular movies, but, like, recording it themselves in the most endearing. So, like, they're right. doing RoboCop, but it's just, like, Jack Black wrapped in tinfoil. <laughs> well, it's basically uh, – and actually, Q, have you ever seen um, – And I, oh, I forget the name of the group of guys who does this, but they do, like – lo-fi movie recreations on Facebook and they it would be yes. like Vine videos but it was it's they'd it'd be like Star Wars but it would be an iron that they're just like holding over the camera to recreate the look of a scene and they don't do the whole movie but they do like bits and pieces of it and then string it together I forget their name but it's like lo-fi movies or something like that and they're hilarious but it's kind of like if those guys made full-length movies that's what be kind rewind would be like for sure i'm gonna we, we need to find out the name of that group and we'll post it yeah I'll, sh I'll share it on guys, our social i'll because i want to give them a shout out they deserve it um but people are still i look i'm people are still sweeting things there's literally i just looked up sweeted and uh as recent as uh this year, December, they they put out a sweeted The Rise of Skywalker trailer. Really? Uh, it's it's from uh, Dumb Drum on YouTube. Uh, but they did a shot-for-shot -shot remake of the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker trailer. Wow. Uh, that is, they they call on an article in Petapixel, they call it surprisingly accurate on the details. <laughs> you know, do you remember, Um. oh shit, when was it? Holy Probably shit. Three be kind rewind coined the term sweeted which has apparently become like j the name for low fi remakes of things oh really well hey yeah. way to go be kind rewind they're leaving a lasting leaving impression your mark on, uh, on history I love it. <laughs> michelle gondry that rhymes um <laughs> shit what was what was i just about to say i don't <laughs> i have no idea it could be anything Damn, you just interrupted me, and it was going to be great. I was forget. It? Yeah, I forget. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my God. Show's over. <laughs> it's not worth it. Whatever. That's it. I'm out. We've, I'm out. We've, I was I'm out. You lost me. <laughs> you lost me, Q. And we can never it, get it back. He interrupted me, and I had a thought, and I was going, and it just, like, crashed in into, like, a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happened. So... Uh, speaking of, speaking <laughs> oh, of Lord. crashing spaceships, um, w you and I were talking about this article that had come out, um, about a company, Secret Hollywood, that is teaming with Disney to turn some of their, uh, f m more famous films into immersive experiences, but not like a VR immersive experience, but like a, in real life theatrical interactive experience like what i would and q uh, correct me if i'm wrong but when i imagine this it's more like a non like a not scary haunted house kind of you know what i think of david fincher's the game starring michael douglas <laughs> oh that's it but that is scary i know but but do you know what i'm talking so oh yeah that would be amazing you've seen that movie right oh i love that movie Okay, so, I, I still find to this day people haven't seen the movie The Game. Oh, it's but, so good. So without spoiling too much, the concept of the movie, for those who haven't seen it, is Michael Douglas plays this high-powered like corporate douchebag who basically gets gifted by his brother for his birthday a immersive experience. 
that's supposed to give them adventure or teach them something about themselves in their lives. And so he goes and it's basically like this company that you do all of these tests and they give you like psychological profiles and they match you to like a scenario. And then they have actors that will come and interact with you in your everyday life without you knowing that they're actors and they'll lead you on an adventure essentially. Um, but things spiral wildly out of control. So out of control. And the movie ends up in a very unexpected place. Kind so, of like, just imagine where David Venture might take something like that. So definitely go check that out. But that's kind of what I think is like there are movies about those kind of things. One of the things that I saw recently, um, and I don't know that you and I ever got to talk about it, was the movie Escape Room. Well, well, no, that's a movie based on a thing you can do. No, 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 I know. I'm just talking about oh, it, oh. all of these things are making me think of these kind of experiences. Oh. You know, I never saw Escape Room. Did you? You guys, I think, wait, wait. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, you planned to go see Escape Room like four different times. Yes. And always ended up going seeing something else or couldn't go see Escape Room. Yes. And I'm not sure if you ever did. I did. Okay. I finally got to see Escape Room. Um, and you know what turns out? Apparently it was a mild success. They're making a sequel. Well, are they uh, really? Yeah. And I did not I'm going to be a honest about with that you. Movie. I really enjoyed the movie until yeah? like the last 10 minutes. Oh, But uh, I mean, for a horror movie, if you can enjoy the but kills and stuff. the rest of it stuff, was, was really, really fun. And it is another situation where... This group of people come in for what they think is an immersive experience. Right. And things spiral wildly out of control. And I'm going to be honest. I am into that. Have you ever – did you ever get into any of the AR stuff, the alternate reality, like, gaming stuff? You know, I – okay. I'll, I'll say – I'll say this. I did have a virtual boy at one point in my life because I was <laughs> like, I really want like this virtual reality to be a thing. Sure. And then I remember, you know, being in the marketing world in my day to day life, I've seen a lot about augmented reality and the different yes. marketing ploys that people have done with it and the way the technology is used. And then obviously I remember you know, when you lived with us. Uh, we would play your PlayStation VR. Yes. And now so I, you know, I. I dance around some of that, okay. but I, I'm not to the level of. Well, what I'm talking about is full something actually. On. There's something a little bit different out of there. So you do have AR augmented reality, but you right. also have what's called AR alternate reality gaming. And oh. it is real life interactive stories with real people, real phone numbers, real websites, real like things. Oh, to go do no. like, like if you're aware of what geocaching oh is. yeah geocaching i do know what okay. that is so basically it's like ge geocaching on steroids okay. so like um would this be like like pokemon go level stuff or even yeah, but farther beyond that but there's really not technology involved okay so okay. the best example for one is um actually let me see while i'm while i'm doing this i'm gonna look up um i'm gonna look up a definition of alternate reality gaming to kind of explain it a little bit better than I can. But there was a thing that I remembered. Um, okay, here we go. You ready? Yes. Alternate reality game. An alternate reality game is an interactive networked narrative that uses the real world as a platform and employs transmedia storytelling to deliver a story that may be altered by players' ideas or actions. Oh, interesting. So... Essentially, the game, the the movie, the um, David sure. Fincher movie that we were just talking about, it was an it was alternate a version. reality gotcha. game. Gotcha. Okay. But it's like that, but people play on purpose, and they're not Michael Douglas. Exactly. Gotcha. And so there was a really famous one that you might have heard of, being familiar with social media as you are. There was one several years back called Marble Hornets. Do you remember hearing about Marble Hornets? And it's no. A, it was a YouTube series. Um of scary videos that basically created a mystery that was supposed to be real. These teenage kids were being terrorized by this thing in these Marble Hornets videos. And literally, like, the globe 
would get together and try to solve and detective these mysteries. Oh, interesting. They're, they're like dissecting videos. People were starting like, um, you know, Reddit threads about it. People were like commenting. It was very like, uh, like, um, don't fuck with cats. It was very but that. like, but it was a but fake. It's, a game. Like, pe- people it's all fake. Doing- oh, fun. But it's people do it for fun. Oh, man, that um, sounds like awesome, but something way too intense because I do not have the time for that. Um, there was uh, there was something called, I want to say dark. It's not Dark Materials because that's that HBO show. Yeah, the His Dark Materials like from, from the book. Dark Materials um, interactive book. I'm going to look this up. Well, there there's, was, um, well, there's also that thing now uh, you can do what's called, like, is it to catch a killer or something? And they'll send you that's packages. It. That's, that's, a, that's an AR game. Okay, so they send you, like, packages in the mail, and you have yes. to decipher clues and send things back and do different things so you can get the next box and the next exactly. set of clues or Those whatever. Are all forms of alternate reality gaming. There was a book that I bought. Um, Wolf and it, White Van? No, it was uh, called, like... It was called, like, Dark Materials or something of that nature. Um, And I still have it, actually. But it came with, on the inside cover, like, a packet that had information and, like, the driver's licenses of the characters in the book. Oh, nice. And there were... So you could pretend to be them very... (laughs) There were real (laughs) phone numbers and websites that were in the book, and you could actually call the phone numbers, and they worked... And they would take you to like answering services that were for in-world businesses oh, inside cool. the construct of the story, and we- uh, websites that linked you, and there were like clues. So it was a very interactive book. But you're reading this like horror story, basically. Nice. But it brought a level of it to the real world. So my point about saying all this is, first off, I love alternate reality gaming. So if anybody. Uh, is looking for something fun to do. There's websites out there that just just do a quick Google search of alternate reality gaming. There's tons of games being played at any point, all over the place. Um, Twenty One Pilots put out one to like an alternate reality game to celebrate the launch of one of their albums. Oh, weird. Um, uh, I want to say uh, Nine Inch Nails did one. Um, a lot of musicians have done one to kind of like promote, do like out like weird album promotions. They've had some movie tie-in ones that have. Did they? Like, would they do the one where they put it on the uh, the refrigerator so whenever you opened it, the song would play? No, that sounds terrible. That's from uh, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. <laughs> yeah, that is one hundred percent not what we're talking about, Jay. <laughs> Uh, but it it's it's really cool and and so this kind of sparked my imagination when I read this article and I sent it to you because uh, um, there's one thing that I've always wanted more than anything outside of just watching and enjoying a movie as I grew up and that one thing is I've always wished that I could be in the movies that I was yeah. watching you know what I mean like I, no of course. I always sat there and was like, as a kid, you know, watching 89 Batman and was like, I wish I could be in the Batcave while all this is happening. I wish I could just step through the screen. Or like you could just step through and be like, I could just be with the Goonies. There's like six of them. They wouldn't even know I was there. I'm the same age. Totally. Like we could could totally do the truffle shuffle. I can. Yes. I'll just knock him off a bridge somewhere. I'll be the little fat kid. It'll be great. I'll, I'll love it. Um, yeah, like that. Those types of things. I've always felt like that. And I remember um, when I read the book, and I'm going to reference the book of this, not the movie, but Ready Player One. And I remember one of the most enticing things about that whole book and everything that he imagined with the with the VR and the haptic suits, but was the idea of games that you could do which were just reenacting the movies that you loved and there was one where they were talking about monty python and search for the holy grail and i was like yeah i probably could do the game where you just quote that movie line for line in character as if you're in the movie it's like that that idea was so intriguing to me from that book because of these different things that we're talking about and these types of like immersive experiences when we have the technology now we have the connections now we have the ability now to really make that a thing. And so when you sent me that article, it was very exciting to, to think, well, of course I know where Disney's probably going to start with it, but 
what other movies, like what other experiences should be looped into this? Like, what could we expect in the future? What should we expect? Well, it's kind of one of those things where the sky is kind of the limit with this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. really no boundaries. By the way, I found the title of the book that I was trying to to remember. Um, it is called uh, Personal Effects Dark Art. Nice. Um, book came out in 2009. Unfortunately, I did try to go back because my my daughters are both into alternate reality gaming now. They found nice. it like in, in their own kind of ways. And so I was going to give this book to them. And unfortunately... As you can imagine, publishing companies don't have the finances to keep these things running forever. So the, a lot of the websites don't work anymore. A lot of the phone numbers <laughs> sure. are disconnected. You know what I mean? Um, but I one thing I was trying to think of is, as a matter of fact, J.J. Uh, Abrams put out a, a kind of interactive book uh, back in 2013. J.J. Abrams worked with an author named Doug Dorst. Um, and in it, it was called S and it was composed of a novel called the ship of Theseus, uh, by a fictional author and it had handwritten notes that were filling the book's margins as dialogue between two college students, um, hoping to figure out the, the author's identity. Um, but there was also, supplementary materials like tucked in between the pages so when you got it it was like you got a secret book um you got a secret book from uh that that wasn't a real thing so <laughs> yeah can you believe isn't that crazy jj abrams yeah. put out a book oh yes i oh and i almost i've almost bought it so many times i just never got around yeah. to it so house of leaves was my closest example to that and it was not – you didn't have anything that came out of it. It was just a freaky-deaky book that you had to read in a weird way. Exactly. But those – and, and honestly, House of Leaves would be considered kind of an alternate reality experience as well because it yeah. it is meta. It operates yes. in a way that leads you to believe that the text that you're reading is real and you're also somehow yes. involved in it by reading it kind of thing. Well, Daniel Lewski is is big on that. I mean, he's the guy who wrote that. And he had another one that I was reading that was going to be like a – 24 part book series uh -huh. over the course of like 10 years or something. And it was supposed to be written in the style of like mini series, television, short, uh, short attention spans. And he only got through like six of the books and then they dropped funding. They dropped, they lost the publishing deal. Well, and so I only have the six and then now it's done. Well, Jay, um, this episode and this conversation is a perfect time to, formally announce something that we officially yeah. can now uh considering that we both just signed our contracts but uh you and i have written a story uh called odd fellows that is going Damn to be right we have published by scout comics uh <laughs> do we we don't have a release date yet everybody no no not yet we will soon it is definitely happening contracts have been signed it is coming out um we will keep you guys up to date but Jay, Exciting, guys. we we developed a bit of an alternate reality situation with it in that we, we have did. created and are members of a secret society that curates these stories. And uh, and that honestly, Jay, that idea came to me from my experience and love of alternate reality games. So well, I love that. I love that we were pulling from that because it's such a one. It's such a fun world to be able to build exactly but uh it was also a perfect way to hide the fact that we really are members of the order of the odd and unfortunate yes um, you know what i mean people don't expect that to be real they think it's just this thing that we've created so so uh, don't go looking for it if you're google searching you know fellowship of the odd and unfortunate just don't not the fellowship, the order of yeah, the order of or don't <laughs> you're, Google you're search. Out. You're excommunicated. <laughs> <laughs> don't no, don't do that. Um, but uh, you guys check it out. Oddfellows has a Facebook page. You can stay yep. up to date there. Oddfellows has an Instagram. Um, just Odd do Fellows a search for Oddfellows the comic, um, and uh, it'll take you to worlds unknown. Uh, there. The posts have been a little stagnant on there while we've been kind of 
building and figuring out where this comic was going to land. But now that we have an official home and we have an official publisher, uh, all of that stuff will be kicking into high gear soon. So keep your eyes peeled. Oddfellows, The Den is our first story that's coming out. Um, so be be aware of that. Hopefully coming in 2020, but possibly 2021. We'll keep you up to date as as things progress. It's going to get spooky, guys, but follow along. We're really excited about it. We can't wait for you to read it. But I'm so glad. So that that was a perfect self-plug to also tie into this because we've created. Now that the commercial's done, we can move on. We've created stories, Jay, that that, uh, are kind of blurring the lines between reality and fantasy. And that has always been a really fascinating thing for me. Even from watching, uh, you know, we talked about two movies last time you and I chatted. <laughs> uh, we talked about uh, Stay Tuned, right. which was a a horribly underrated early 90s film starring John Ritter. Did you guys um, end up going and watching that? I remember you we saying haven't you were yet. Gonna, Haley okay. still hasn't watched it yet. Oh, you I've, need you got to get her to watch it. I know. Now that we have the theater like fully up and running, I have to one hundred percent. That is like a crown jewel in like watching <laughs> achievement down there. But uh, that movie, and then also Last Action Hero, right? Which Haley also hasn't seen, so we're gonna be what? watching that too. My goodness! But both movies are about people basically being brought into the movie or television world and experiencing what they've been watching on television. You know what I mean? Um, And so, I I don't know. The concept of a movie company getting behind that and actually putting their IP behind something that can be experienced is really exciting. Outside of the theme park world, I can go and experience... You know, Beauty and the Beast or The Lion King in an environment where I get to, like, interact. Well, I don't know it's going to be any of those things because unless they've invented talking animals, I probably won't be experiencing The Lion King in the, real life. The live-action Lion King is they just take over a zoo and you go to the zoo and they've just taken all the gates off. Yeah, so then you just get mauled by lions and hyenas and, and shit. And then they have the soundtrack for The Lion King with all the voices coming out of the speakers that zoos have hidden all over yes. the parks so yeah. there's just like hakuna matata it's like, it's like ah! what a wonderful place ah! they hakuna didn't matata. they didn't have to make an elephant graveyard that just happened when they let the hyenas loose near the elephants <laughs> it's just like instant alien or alien graveyard instant elephant graveyard <laughs> like don't go to the zoo it's like the agony ah! <laughs> it's eating my face one day All right. everything the light touches is your lunch <laughs> simba remember who is your food remember who you are a vicious killing machine <laughs> and eat humans <laughs> and this is like you know what we're gonna say this one was a mess <laughs> miss it was misfire let's blame it on fox right we just bought them <laughs> we'll say this was fox's idea before we bought them all right guys i'm gonna need you to pack up the uh, ratatouille immersion experience we're not gonna go with that as number two. Turns out bubonic uh, plague spreads quickly <laughs> in a French restaurant. And it was just like the set people from the Fear Factory is like, aw, carrying rats away. <laughs> yeah, they just like, they were literally just going to unleash thousands of rats in a French restaurant. Like ratatouille. How adorable is this, right? You know what? I Okay. I know, I know that uh, Improv Anywhere is li- are big fans of this show. So, guys, here's your next one. I want someone to just run into a French restaurant and release like a tub of hundreds of rats and just yell ratatouille and run out. There you go. <laughs> Do it. Ratatouille. I'm sure that I'm sure they will suffer zero legal ramifications for that. I can't see how that could possibly go wrong. In any way, shape or yeah. form. Um you might as well be like, all right, improv anywhere. Here's your next idea. You ready for this? Put on a somebody. hockey mask. <laughs> That's where I was going. Put on a hockey mask, and you're just going to stab the shit out of a stranger, right? right. And just scream, Friday the 13th, <laughs> and run away. All right, improv anywhere. Here's what you're going to do. 
It's Halloween. <laughs> Here's an old Star Trek mask. <laughs> go in that house and kill that babysitter. And you go, Halloween! <laughs> Happy Halloween! It's improv! <laughs> All right. Improv anywhere. Here's what you're going to do. <laughs> you're going to go down to the beach. You're going to eat that little kid. <laughs> and you're going to yell, Jaws! <laughs> It's just just that person eating a child. Remember that little kid that gets eaten in Jaws? I mean, I do, but that's a very starkly different image if just a person runs up and just starts eating a child. Well, no, they'd be like in the water. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Are they in a shark costume or anything? No. It's just... It's, it's just somebody wearing an improv anywhere T-shirt. <laughs> this is improv, man. Just t- just taking bites out of kids' legs. You you you're supposed to act the scenario. Got it. I'm a shark. <laughs> yeah, you can deal. You, know, you gotta check make out believe. my eyes. They're like doll's eyes. You, you gotta make them believe you're the shark. Got it. Y- you know. You know. Manzukas could do it. That's all I'm saying. J- Jason Manzukas? Yeah, he's like an improv legend. <laughs> he could do it. <laughs> all right, you hear it? He Jason, could eat that kid and you make that? you think Jason he was Manzukas, a shark. The gauntlet has been thrown down. We need you to improv a shark and go eat a kid. <laughs> on a beach. And yeah. he'll well, Not on a beach. You've made that clear. It needs to be in the water. That's the only way that this improv is going to work. It's the only way for it's going to be believable is if you're eating a child <laughs> while submerged in the ocean. You know what? You're right, Q. I agree. Let's not be ridiculous, Jay. <laughs> Thank you for pulling me back from the brink. Uh, so do you have any things like as a as a kid that touched on kind of what we, <laughs> that touched on you as a kid? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> that you would uh, like to we talk were... about on this podcast. We uh, we weren't Catholic. Um, Zingity do. It's such an easy one. Um, that was I just mean, a that was just a sleepers uh, interactive experience. <laughs> Deep cut. Uh, Anybody who really... haven't seen the Kev- Kevin Bacon movie Sleepers. Go check spoiler, it out. Spoiler alert, though, There's by bu- the way. a bunch of little boys getting touched by Catholic <laughs> priests in that movie. Oh, a whole bunch. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, not that one. Let's, we're not going to have an immersion experience wait, wait, around wait. that movie. Should we do? Okay, I know not to interrupt you again, which I've been doing all episode and we'll probably keep doing. But uh, I know we had originally talked about top five things that should be made into interactive experiences. <laughs> should we do top five movies that should not be interactive experiences? Yes. Okay, perfect. Let's we're 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 taking a pivot in the episode right now. Yep. So at the end of this episode, stay tuned. You're going to get the top 5 movies that should not be interactive experiences <laughs> ever. ever. All right. Perfect. All right, so anyway, I, you were talking I about love it. You were talking about Catholic priests in your childhood. <laughs> right. That's it. It's <laughs> a sad memory. Welcome to to Sad Memories with Q and J. (laughs) You know, once I watched this movie and it made me sad. That was a that would be a hilarious podcast (laughs) spinoff. It's just you and me talking about sad things that happened in our life. (laughs) Hey, guys, you're used to us yucking it up over on High Five, the podcast, but now you're going to hear us cry into a box of tissues about all of the issues that we've had over the formative childhood years. This is called Issues with Tissues with Q and J. I remember, uh, I remember, uh, so my prom date actually left my prom with somebody else. Oh, God. I remember that time that my dad almost killed me with a tire iron. (laughs) Jesus. My thing was real. So was mine. (laughs) Lord in heaven. Lord in heaven. <laughs> Welcome to dark times and funny rhymes. That <laughs> <laughs> makes it worse somehow. <laughs> it does. Um, so, anyway, um, why don't you love me, Dad? So, <laughs> let's get to the show. I have a podcast and everything. I'm so successful. 
Oh, uh, um, you know what? You know what would make us successful is hawking Disney's idea and actually making immersive experiences about like really great movies. So, like, if you had to, so since we're not going to use this as our list, if you yeah. had to pick like one movie, just one, oh lord, that you could like experience, that would be like your dream. Like, okay, God, I've always wanted to like be a part of this movie. What would it be? First one that comes to your head. What's like? Your initial knee-jerk reaction. Return of the Jedi. Really? For some reason. For some reason. Okay. But if I could be, if I could be like badass Jedi Luke and have the experience of that movie from that perspective. Okay, so you'd want to have it from the perspective of Jedi Luke. Yeah, I mean, that's just like when you say gut reaction. Yeah, that's kind of. Do you want to know what mine is? Yes. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, that was going to be on my list I've for us to talk about. I've wanted to just be in. The closest I've ever come is going to Disney World and going to Toontown. In, yes. In MGM but like, But the area. thing is, it's just a whole bunch of other human beings walking around and then plastic cartoons. Right. But I've always wanted to be able to experience, like, living in a tunified world. Like, being yeah. able to pull, like, black holes out of nowhere and, like, slap yep. it on a wall and go through it. <laughs> yes. Being able to like shove a stick of dynamite down somebody's pants and not murder them by blowing right. their body in half and spreading their intestines all over the wall, but instead just have just them like, like comically sooty. turn sooty and like have their hands hair or hair stand on end. Maybe have like, their whop, maybe whop. have their nose like spin around backwards a couple times on their face and then land back on the front of their face. If they have any facial hair at all, it's all singed off except for a little bitty one that has like a little bitty flame on the end that goes Psst. yeah and they put it out with their fingers like Psst. yes Psst. yeah yes just like that um if, I a, agree. if an anvil falls on somebody's head they just bounce like an accordion like what was that um oh cool cool, cool city wor- cool, cool world, world with brad pitt that, with brad pitt you mean darker grittier more porny version of yes who framed Roger who framed Roger Roger. you know I remember so little about that movie. There was, I, rem- I remember watching Cool World. I know I've seen it. I've seen it more than once because I was also a pervy teenager at one point. Sure. But I don't remember anything about that movie. I don't remember what the concept of that movie is. I know that essentially Brad Pitt is like... I think he's a cop of some sort okay maybe hold on i'm looking it up right now because i want to understand so for those who don't know cool world is a movie that came out in the early 90s that was essentially a like an adult response to who framed roger rabbit which let's be honest who framed roger rabbit kind of had its own adult humor to it as well anyway um, like, yeah, you didn't need, like, a whole bunch of curse words and then titties right. to make it, oh, a uh, scare. Like, I am more, I have more nightmarish images of Who Framed Roger Rabbit burned into my memory than I do of Cool World that was supposed to be the darker, grittier one. But, like, Chris Lloyd in um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is my nightmare. Oh, well, this totally makes sense now. So, Cool World was directed by Ralph Bakshi. Yes, who, okay. If yeah. you remember um, the animated Lord of the Rings from the 70s. Yes, I did remember He did that. that. He also did Fire and Ice back in right. the 80s. Ooh. Um, he did uh, Fritz the Cat. So, oh, I hadn't thought about that's Fritz an the Cat X, years. That's an X-rated cartoon, man. Yeah. So, okay, so Ralph Bakshi was like, hey, let's make a real dirty version of Roger Rabbit. And I'm looking at it right now, and here's... Here is the the synopsis really quickly, okay? This okay. Is, this reads so strangely. After a bizarre incident, Frank Harris, Brad Pitt, is transported into the cartoon realm of Cool World, where he remains the only human among various animated characters for years. Eventually, artist Deebs, played by Gabriel Byrne, also enters Cool World and sets his lustful sights on his own creation, a blonde bombshell named Holly Wood, like W-O-U-L-D. However, excessive intermingling between cartoons and humans is said to lead to dire consequences, a risk Jack seems ready to take. 
But where does Brad Pitt come into play? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's it. It just says that that Brad Pitt has lived in the world for years with cartoons. And then Gabriel Byrne shows up. And wants and to he's... bang his own creation. And, and that... that is the end of the movie. <laughs> I, I can't, Yeah. All right. I need to go watch this movie. I know. I, guess. I feel like I need to watch this movie again. It was a huge hit. No, it wasn't. You're right. It was not. The budget was thirty million dollars, and it only made fourteen mil. I was about to say that wasn't a hu- it wasn't a huge hit at all. It was um, a massive flop. It's sort of like that. Uh, but except, I know you really like this movie, but like Monkey Bone. Oh my that god, one, I love Monkey Bone so much. But again, that's not. I'm not dinging that movie. Uh, but that movie was also kind of one that flew under the radar and had that weird sensibility. It was like, but that was claymation and and animation and stuff, right? Well, I'm glad. Yeah, absolutely, that was claymation. I'm glad that. Well, that was that was directed by uh, the uh, the great Henry Selleck of Nightmare yes. Before Christmas, James and Giant Peach, um, Coraline. Now, right. I will say that's another world I would have loved to go into. Monkey Bone is a weird fucking ride of a movie, man. Yeah, it is. It it really is. Uh, so for me, it always comes to these like fantastical worlds. That's what I want to ex- experience. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want anything yeah. that resembles the real world. I want to go into like some sort of like crazy bonkers <laughs> Monkey right. Bone or fucking Roger Rabbit world. Well, I mean, you know, mine was mine immediately went to Star Wars, like some sci-fi thing, or like a, you know, a Lord of the Rings, or sure, um, you would know, you something st- like that. Now, if you were to go into Lord of the Rings, what perspective would you want to live that from? An elf, a yeah, hobbit, def- elf. an orc. Now, elf man, a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. A dwarf. A human? No, an elf. I think I would probably want to do an elf just because. They're really powerful. I also, mean, I could imagine you with like long blonde locks. Well, running like through the trees illustriously and not tripping over my own feet. Pointy, would be pretty great. Pointy ears, great yeah. with a bow and arrow. <laughs> Those things describe me to a T. Nimble as hell, like a little kitty cat. Still speaking truths about. I know me. we're just talking. We're just describing Jay right just now. Just talking, talking Jay. Welcome, welcome to describing Jay with Q. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. Sit here and be like, yes, that is how I see myself. <laughs> He's this dressed, is a very complimentary podcast. Dressed in luxurious robes. Um, made from unicorn hair. You know what's another world that I'd be interested to check out that uh Haley and I have been watching recently, uh The Witcher. Have you watched this on Netflix yet? Toss a coin to your witcher. Valley of plenty. Valley of plenty. Yeah. Of course, we we binge that whole thing in like a weekend. All right, we're only on episode 3, so don't tell us. We just finished episode 3, so don't tell us where anything do, that's happening. What do you where where do you think so far? We love it. Like we are yeah. we are one hundred percent in. Okay, so tell me what you think is happening right now. Uh I we figured out today on watching the third episode that the stories that we're watching are happening in different time periods. Okay, I was, uh, that's what I didn't want to ruin. I'm I think I was like episode four before I figured that out. Like almost when they tell you explicitly like this is a different time period. Remember that those people were dead? It's like, right. oh, it took me way too long to cap. The first two episodes, I literally watched like, I like this, but I don't know why I like this. I don't know anything that's happening. Yeah, I will say that that's kind of one of the things that impressed me about the series is they give like two fucks if you don't understand the backstory yeah. of the things that they're talking about. Not once have they tried to like, explain or like mansplain to you like they just refer to things as if i am supposed to know what they are like yeah oh you harnessed chaos and turned it into maggot magic and here's this name of this monster and of course everyone knows that this is how it behaves and you're just like i don't know what the fuck what is what even is a witcher that's what i was about to say like you like know oh yeah you're a witch No, no 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 i'm a witcher Oh, because you are a dude that's a witch? Isn't that like a warlock? No, 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 no. I'm a witcher because I was given the witch curse by a witch. Don't tell me and that. Then, don't tell me or, that. Are you or, spoiling I don't know. this for me? I'm just, I'm making it up. Oh, okay, I'm making good. this up because I still don't know. Oh, okay, good. 
I was like, don't tell me this, man. I don't want to no, know. No, no, I have I still don't know. I know I could find out it's in the books and it's in the games, now, but that I was have gonna no be idea. my question. Have you read these books? Nope. Uh, do you have interest in reading these books now? Or are you like, that seems interesting? You know, it it's one of those things almost with like Game of Thrones 2, is I it's kind of <laughs> Too big. I don't want to get into a a, a, a a grand epic book series that big sure. right now. Now, can I tell you this? Now, or can I ask you? Have you, now that you've binged the whole series? Yes. Are you excited for a second season? Like, will you oh, yeah. be watching the second season? Totally. Like, and, and everyone's like, oh, it's you know, it's like the Game of Thrones replacement, and probably it's kind of like Game of it's like Diet Game of Thrones. Um, I don't know that it's diet, man. There's lots of boobies. There's lots of like very brutal murder. True, but it's it's not as good. It's not as good storytelling. It's just not. I don't know. I liked it. Yes, I agree with that. The dialogue just, is weird sometimes. The, I will the cast say, isn't as is expansive. The acting isn't as top caliber. I will say it's just not as good. But it's good. Special effects I have been highly impressed with. Yes. Um. And I am thoroughly enjoying Henry Cavill as yes. Geralt, which yes. I did not know that I could after seeing him as Superman. I I totally agree with all of that, and we had a, a blast watching it. Honestly, it made so much more sense when we finally realized the multiple timelines things going on. But yes, worlds like that, like I would love to kind of visit those types of worlds you know totally just just something or like an avatar you know something that's on another planet or you know a weird what one another one i was going to bring up and i think you even mentioned this to me before the episode was blade runner sure. you know maybe not another world but another time period something sure. that's not of this world well i was going to say to an extent you can kind of experience star wars now thanks to disney world opening the star wars land which by the way we're going to next month <laughs> Ooh, I'm so excited. I am so excited to send you pictures of me aboard the Millennium Falcon. Oh, I'm very jealous. Um, but uh, you can experience that now. Even Avatar, you can, to a certain yeah. degree, you can experience that thanks to Disney. So Disney is no stranger to taking their properties and making it immersive. Right. Hell, Universal, right across the little way there in Orlando... You can go and experience what it's like to be in Harry Potter's world, and it's and it's very immersive. I give them like hella credit for what they've been able to pull off in that in those sections of the park. So, for the idea of a theater troupe of sorts taking on a licensing partnership with Disney and being able to bring movies to life, that's very exciting. And I would honestly love to see that more. Um, to me, I feel like that's the next step in. Uh, in a movie experience is like well, that's a live what, interactive experience. You, That's what I was just about to say. You beat me right there because you remember uh, it was like a month or two ago when we talked about, you know, the top five reasons to still go to movie theaters and the things that get us out because with all of the streaming options that we have, it, movies need to be bigger than themselves to truly warrant participation at this point it's it feels like as a society that's what we're saying sure so the next logical step is instead of making more 3d movies which we as a society every 15 years demand that we do not like sure is making them immersive in a way where we're actually engaged with them and so i think this is the natural next step just like you were saying because as a society we're we're able to interact so much with our technology that we're almost expecting that from our entertainment. And, and I, I mean, think let's if be they honest, can figure this out, it's genius. And Hollywood has been inching towards that for years. I mean, what do you think 3D was trying to accomplish? It was exactly. trying to accomplish putting you in the movie. Now you've got theaters like the Regal Theater out there um, in Nashville where you guys are at. Opry Mills now has that 4DX theater or whatever. Right where they have motion seats and yes. smells and, like, water that will spray in your face and shit. It is literally just a, a way to make you feel more exactly. immersed in the movie. So Hollywood wants this. Hollywood has been evolving towards this. Um, and that's exciting, man. My first taste of it ever, of, like, a movie coming to life, was the Muppets 4D experience at Disney Hollywood Studio. I... I love that that ride. 
and you go into a theater and you well, not watch, ride. Right. You go into a theater and you watch a 3D Muppet movie, basically. But then you also have Muppets like popping out of the walls and interacting with you and even like people in Muppet costumes like Sweetums will like run through the aisles and up right. in front. like it makes you feel like you're in that world all of a sudden like well, you exist in that world and it's neat because each park has a version of that ride now so um the actual Magic Kingdom has uh Phil Har Magic or whatever uh-huh. and it's that you're in a theater and it's and it's Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, and they're, like, leading the magical orchestra, and then Donald Duck takes it, and you go on a ride through a bunch of the movies. But, you know, you get sprayed with water. Someone dressed as Goofy runs through. At the end, Donald Duck gets thrown through the back wall, just like the cannon blows up in the Muppet one. And then in Animal Kingdom, or whatever that one's called, they have a Bugs Life one. Where you're in a theater yep. underground, and then there's the bugs, and you you hear the stink bug, and you see the you feel the stink smell of the stink bug, and like they all have that immersion interactive experience ride, not ride, but attraction. Well, and there, so Disney is doing another one too. So, do you remember the Great Movie Ride, which was like? Yes. Literally one of my favorite rides ever. And it's just a slow moving yeah, train car through some of the greatest scenes in movies ever. Yeah, they um, got rid of it. They're doing a, a Mickey ride or something. Well, that's what I was going to say. So that move, that ride back in the day used to. And if, and if you can, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about and you've never ridden that ride, go look up YouTube videos of a full ride through of. Um, it's cool. Of what, what did I just say it was called? The great movie ride, the great, great or a great ride, American movie. Um, yeah, we wanted to take uh, E on that, but it was closed. So I was bummed. So when you ride, you have a tram and you have like a tour guide that rides with you, kind of like Jungle Cruise style. And they also interact with things that are happening like in the movie scenes. But you ride through some of the greatest scenes. You get to see some Indiana Jones. You get to go through Aliens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get to go through some James Cagney like gangster movies. Um, you get to see a, a Wizard of Oz set piece. You get to go through Munchkinland. Um, obviously, it's very dated, but it was very fun and kind yeah. of kind of really built on my imagination. But they're replacing it. My point of saying that is they're replacing it with a with a um, ride that's called like the Great Train Escape or something. And something, essentially, yeah. the concept of that one is you get pulled into a Mickey Mouse cartoon. So you go yes. through a theater screen and suddenly you are in the cartoon world, which is it another cool. awesome concept. It looked cool when we were there. They had like stills of different aspects of the ride and concept art, and it looked really neat. Um, so I think that is just another iteration of how people kind of yearn for that. Like, I want to see what it feels like to be in the the ride or the thing or the movie that I love. Um, so I mean, essentially, we've we've kind of reached the point of gushing about all these different ways that you can interact with movies and things that we want to see and. And we've given you guys some homework of things to go look at. Jay, I've given you some homework to <laughs> yeah, like look say. at and look up. Um, so I think we should do our top five movies that should never become interactive experiences list. Are you ready to do list the experience? Yes. This is where we make a list. The list. Three, two. All right, so it's I don't time. know why I said yes that way. I don't either. It was like you were letting off steam. I wanted to experience it, but I don't know. It was strange. I don't know if I don't, but I was yeah. I was on board for it. Um, okay. So we're gonna talk, and we need to create a list of the top five movies that should never be interactive experiences. Okay, and so. There, there's a very easy way to go about this of just like listing off the movies that are just the most horrible style of movies, but I, I don't want to just put five gruesome horror movies on the list. No, so honestly, I, wanna... I don't. I don't think they should be horror movies at all because lots of people want to experience horror movies. Lots of people 
go to Hollywood Horror Nights at right. Universal every year just to experience right. their favorite horror movies. So I think we should restrict the list to movies that just do not lend themselves to an immersive experience. For example, yeah. Sophie's Choice, The Experience. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that should be an experience. It doesn't sound fun. It sounds very inappropriate. Or Schindler's List, the experience. Once again, terrible example of something that should never be interactive by any means. Um, so we definitely could do the horror movie thing. I think the horror movie thing should <laughs> not be where we where we stick ourselves. I think instead no, no, we should I, just I go agree. with horribly inappropriate movies that should never be adapted. So we're not talking like, you know, 120 Nights of Sodom or whatever type no. of movies. No, no. That no. should never. Or Funny Games, the experience. Yeah, I mean, that we could. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Um. We could maybe include one of those, like one horror movie that's just so. But horror movies, by definition, people want to experience that as well. So that's what right. people go yeah, to haunted I know. I like I definitely not like a Halloween or a, a, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre or whatever. Right. So I'm thinking, like I said, uh, I I'll, I'll even be willing to put it on there. Schindler's List should never be an interactive movie experience. <laughs> okay. I. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to slightly put a pause on that one is maybe we shouldn't include things that are based off true stories. Yeah. That's why it should not be. No, but it, it was, it was lived. So maybe we shouldn't include it because okay. this is a silly list because it's a silly list. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be offensive to people who actually, how is that offensive? The- we're saying it should not be an interactive experience. <laughs> if anything, we're saying, God, your experience was so harrowing. No one should ever have to go through that. And it sh- definitely shouldn't be recreated for entertainment value. All right. I'm on board. You're right. Okay. Number one, Schindler's <laughs> list. <laughs> Number one with a bullet. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely will put, should never I, be recreated for any reason ever off under the limits. <laughs> okay. Uh, here we go. Manchester by the sea, the experience. Oh God. <laughs> yep. You're right. That should <laughs> never, ever, ever. Should that be, should that be an experience <laughs> that anyone should go through? Honestly, Ever. I, I didn't even want to sit and watch that movie. Oh, really? It was so good. But I mean, not like happy good. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Like I came out of it being like, boy, am I glad I watched that movie. Boy, am I happy that life is life and people are living. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. <laughs> what else can we put on this list? Um, boop, ba doop, boop, boop. How about um, boys don't cry? <laughs> the interactive <Yeah>. experience <laughs> should never be a thing that anyone should say ever. Twelve years a slave. Yeah, the experience. God, that that's up there with Schindler's List, though. That's one of those yeah. like, no, definitely should roots the experience. <laughs> which okay, which one? We can only have one. I think Boys Don't Cry should be should not be on there. I think Schindler's List should be on there. Uh, boys, I'm sorry. Boys don't cry. Should should be on there as a movie that cannot get made into an experience. But no, no. Between um, between uh, Twelve Years a Slave. I don't and think Roots. we can put that on there. <laughs> okay, I don't. I but it but it shouldn't be an experience. It shouldn't be. I mean, if you would like to put one on there, then it would have to be. Uh, I don't uh, like. I don't necessarily want to. I'm just saying. It shouldn't be either of those. Uh, <laughs> I feel. See what? I, see yeah, what I feel roots. Bad? Let's go with roots. Okay, roots. Roots should never be turned into an experience. I'm gonna. Should that be number one or number two? That should be both. Uh, both one and two. That and <laughs> they're, they're, and Schindler's they're both, list. They're both one and two. They're yeah. both one. They're both one. Yeah, they're both one. So, hold on. Right now I have one is Schindler's List and Roots. <laughs> yep. Number three is Sophie's Choice. Number, number four is Manchester by the Sea. And number five is Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, what about number two? We need a number two. 
Well, that's Roots and Schindler's oh, List. Oh, Roots and There's Schindler's List are one and two, but they're simultaneously. They're yeah. Yeah, I feel good about this list. <laughs> I mean, I don't, but that's the point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one should ever feel good about turning these into an immersive experience. Wait, you know, let me just throw one out there and let me let me have you tell me if we knock one off the list. Okay. Buried. The immersive oh, experience. People do that. It's called Fear Factor. <laughs> but they get paid money for it. This yeah. one, you'd have to pay money, and then someone would bury you in the woods. And that's it. And end, that's it. End of experience. And, yeah, they just do it once. I still think too many weirdos would be into it. Okay, so, yeah, we can't put it on the list. This is this is it. This is the list. That's the list. So we've got number one and two, Roots, slash uh, Schindler's, Schindler's List. list. Simultaneously. Number three, we've got Sophie's, Sophie's Choice. Choice. <laughs> the experience. Or terms of or terms of endearment. Both three both three. <laughs> give my daughter the shot. You press A to say give my daughter the shot. Oh god, I hate that. Uh number four. <laughs> four is we've Manchester got by Manchester the by the Sea. And number five, boys don't cry. <laughs> Lord in heaven. The experience. Oh Oof. god. I feel terrible. Wait, even... should we sh- should we put Human Centipede on there? Oh God, yeah, throw it on there. You know what? Should that knock off Boys Don't Cry? I should knock you... off Boys Don't Cry. All right, Human Centipede number five. Human Centipede, the, the experience. experience, or you know any of the Oof. Human Centipedes, one, two, or three, doesn't Oof, matter. Magoof, this is a really Oof. gross and uncomfortable list, but Welcome that's the point. To... That's what you get at, at my house. That is the point. Uh, all right. So and Q, Q, I, w- I want to tell you a surprise. Yeah. This whole thing. Yeah. Has been high five. The experience. We haven't been recording at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. So I could just leave. All right. I'm out of here. Bye. We have reached the end of another high five. The podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash i5 the podcast, on Twitter at hi the number five the podcast, Instagram at i5 the podcast, or on Letterboxd by searching i5 colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Moving the headstones but not moving the bodies? (laughs) Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.